You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm this is Chad. Oh, come on, come on, Chris. Come hey, on. hey, this is my first time. I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm back. I'm just a little. I'm Chris. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and we are back with a brand new episode of the Screeners Podcast. We got uh, a spider themed episode for you today. That sounds creepy. It's Spider Man themed episode, actually. Before we dive into the show, we want to remind you, as always, to follow us on social media. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook, of course, by searching the Screeners Podcast. And and don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform uh, that you use. We are on Spotify now. Uh, big news. We're there. So find us there if that's where you listen to podcasts. Wherever you listen to us, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review so other people can discover the show. And with that, let's dive into our main event, a review of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My name is Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love, then I saved the city again and again and again. Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man swings in once a day, zip-zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I want to hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. All right, guys, here we are again. Another Spider-Man origin story. Just what everybody was asking for, right? I mean, I think we've seen this story three or four times at least over the last 10 years. And here we are again. And, you know, I can't believe that they would go ahead and do this. When I first saw this, I thought to myself, surely there's nothing original here. But here we are, and I can't wait to discuss this with you. This is an animated Spider-Man movie. It's titled Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's kind of strange. The IMDb uh, description is as follows. Miles Morales becomes the Spider-Man of his reality and crosses paths with his counterparts from other dimensions to stop a threat to all reality now sounds super mainstream this yeah it seems super weird right i mean this is this is very odd to me i don't i really honestly how many times over the last 10 years have we seen the spider-man origin story spider-man's origin story is pretty much played out i feel like and yet here we are again so let's talk about it i'm really interested to see what you guys thought of it daniel let's start with you what did you was there anything new here did they do anything new with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I think it's safe to say they did one or two new things uh, here in Mm. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And that's, of course, a joke because this whole movie is so fresh and so new that it's it's kind of unbelievable um this movie yes it does deliver the same story that we've seen a a dozen times already 
Yeah. But it does it in in such a unique way and does it over and over again in such a unique way in this film that it feels like something completely different and it opens up the comic book universe in ways that we we really haven't seen in in any film much less the Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. And so yes, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is a fantastic film. It delivers incredible action all all around mind-blowing action and a story that really embraces the the nature of comic books like we've never seen and 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 all at the same time it's hilarious and uh and really it's got a lot of heart so i am all in on spider-man into the spider-verse um fantastic voice work too jake johnson and shameek moore are are fantastic and they really ground these characters And, and the animation is genuinely unlike any other animated film I've ever seen. I, I don't know how they did it. I honestly, I don't know how the animation was done because it's mm. just, it looks totally different. It's like, it, it obviously it's, you know, com- computer animation, but then there's comic book layers on top of it and drop frame animation. And just, it just looks so unique. Yeah. Uh, even when we had a, another superhero animated film this year with Incredibles 2, that was fantastic. But this is just something different and it's it's so out there with the whole plot of these different spider-men you know you've seen in the trailers all these different spider-men that are here and so bizarre that it it just works so so well and so um yeah i i i couldn't i can't believe how much i loved this film it really is one of the best animated the best animated film of the year and one of the best films of the year period so Whoa. yes fantastic Whoa. film in every respect and uh, we will talk later on in this episode about uh, how we rank the uh, the rest of the S- Spider-Man films. But uh, spoiler alert, this is one of the best ones. My goodness. Okay, that was high praise. Yeah. I mean, you you were very excited about this movie coming into it, right? Oh, I mean, this yes. Is, this was on your list of like anticipated films. I right? forgot to brag. Yes. Yes. In fact, if I if if memory serves, I think you both kind of laughed at my pick for yeah. this movie being on my most anticipated films of the year list when we recorded that episode earlier this year. Yeah. You guys well, I scoffed. <laughs> and, I haven't, I haven't uh, given my opinion yet, sir. So, you know, don't I wouldn't brag no, no, too much. No, no, but yeah. what I'm saying is... Uh, what are you saying? That Just because you love I'm something right. doesn't mean we love it, my friend. And doesn't yeah. mean that you are correct. If I mean, we, just because... If we know I mean, anything... It's that Chris just doesn't love things very often. That's what we well, know. That's that's true. I'd say the odds are definitely in, in your favor in that regard. <laughs> but I don't know what Chad thinks. Chad, did you love this movie? I had a great viewing experience uh, with Into the Spider-Verse. I took my uh, son to see it. So we went in, and everybody was in a good mood, and I settled in and thought, okay, I want. I am prepared now to mock Daniel's choice mm. as one of his most yeah. anticipated films of the year. And... If you had told me going into this movie that I was about to see something that is not only superior to Incredibles 2, mm-hmm. but is going to probably crack my top 10 of the year, I would have laughed in your face. Mm-hmm. You uh, did. And I, would have, and I would have been wrong. This movie is absolutely stellar in every regard. Now... I am the market for this movie because I, I very much like Chris, we've talked about in the past. I'm a, I, I had at one point in my life been an avid collector of comic books. And we've seen film over the year. There actually have been multiple films where we've said things or it has been said about them. 
it felt like a comic come to life. But after having seen this, I, I can fairly confidently say that this is the only movie that I have ever seen that actually feels like a comic book come to life while at the same time being fully immersive as a feature film itself, even though it's animated. The texture and the style and just a lot of the creative ways that they tell the story like a comic book, even down to, and, and I don't feel like this is a spoiler, but even stylistically, I know for like the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes, there were a few people around me that were wondering if, because I saw it in IMAX 2D, and some of them thought initially that maybe we had accidentally been put into the 3D without any glasses because they use this effect where, and more so towards the first third, where it looks like you see like a shade of red and blue colors that are off of characters that are in the background. Now this is real nerdy here, but I'm going to nerd out for a while, but this is actually an homage to what is commonly known as an off-register printing errors in older comics, where it would be very kind of smeared looking. Did you guys notice that effect at all in uh, totally. the background? I mean, there was so much going on visually yeah, here. There's, but yeah, right, and sure. there's a billion Easter eggs in this movie that we can talk about. But when I saw that, I thought, we are in the hands of people that know what is up. I was thrilled with the story. I loved the action. I loved the... Obviously, the visual flourishes that are throughout. What I was not expecting, however, was to be as moved as I was. And there were moments in this movie where I, where I was on the edge of tears, happy tears. Whoa. Uh, it's just beautiful in a lot of different ways, and I fully anticipate this movie being way up in my top ten of the year, and I would have never thought that in a million years because as much as I like to give Daniel a hard time about this being his most or on his most anticipated list I was just doing that to be funny when I saw the trailer I thought the trailer looked good but that was the end of it I didn't get excited about it I thought oh that looks like that'll be pretty good I had no idea that it would be this excellent and so I can wholeheartedly say from the writing to the performances to the art style this is a film that is absolutely one of the best of 2018 and i i could not be happier and, and can't wait to see it again mm. you know i really don't want to go because i don't i don't want to give daniel the pleasure here <laughs> i don't i feel like this is giving him a win that he just doesn't deserve i do i agree he doesn't I deserve, deserve it. it um I, I was obviously joking when i introed this film in that this is a origin story and it's almost a running gag throughout this movie because we actually mm -hmm. get what is it i think six origin stories uh in this film uh spider origin stories yeah. and uh it is or seven actually seven i apologize it's seven origin stories and and that's kind of like the funny thing that just keeps happening he, they keep saying oh no we're gonna go back now uh over and over one and over more again. time one more time it's like oh my gosh yes but genuinely this I think Chad said it a bit and I, I felt it was that this is not an animated movie. This is not a live action movie. I don't know what this movie is. It feels like a comic book movie. And I think that is the best way to describe it in that obviously it's animated, but when I was watching it, I didn't feel like I was watching animated characters and I didn't feel like obviously I was watching real people. It felt like something different. And I think that's the highest praise I can give this film is that it is unlike 
anything else. I think it's the best Nicolas Cage movie ever. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 it just, it's, it's incredible. People just keep showing up, uh, characters that I was not expecting. They play with it in interesting ways because we're in the multiverse, the, the multi spider verse. They're able to kind of flip characters on their heads. So even if you're familiar with the go, the, um, the rogue gallery of, of villains that is in the spider verse, there are moments that actually surprise you here here because they're able to do things yeah. differently. And that was refreshing. You know, honestly, I, the visual style can't be overstated. It is, it bothered um, my wife a little bit. And I was going to ask you guys about this. The It felt very much like the Lego movie um, in that it's this kind of lower frame rate. Did that bug you did you get used to it did you guys feel like it changed throughout the film what was your what was your feeling on that because you you mentioned chad the the slight color offness uh, on some of the you know the vignettes on the side of of the of the image but what about the frame rate itself did that what did you guys think of that aesthetic i mean obviously we've been gushing over it but what did you guys think about that choice I loved it because it made it feel hand drawn, even though I'm I'm sure it was not. Um, somebody somebody kind of did a breakdown on Twitter of of some some footage from the film, and saw that it's so for the most part the environments are all animated yeah. normally, normal frame rate, and the characters um, are this kind of drop frame, kind of half half frame speed kind of kind of uh, animation, which gives it really a, a hand drawn look. It looks like drawn on cell animation. And so, right. um, it, 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 that I loved that style, just like I loved it, loved the similar style in, uh, in the Lego movie, because it, it made it feel in the Lego movie. It made it feel like it was stop motion, you know, right. Act, yes. Lego bricks animated. And here it makes it feel like these hand drawn characters, these 2d characters, from a from a comic book page come to life in these 3d environments so yeah i, I thought it was a, a really great a really bold choice and a great yeah. choice that really paid off yeah I, I agree with you i i think it's an interesting style i don't think it was too distracting after a little while at the very beginning i was like i don't know if i can get used to this there's a scene very very near the beginning where we're following miles uh on street level he's kind of passing his old school that scene bothered me a little bit. It felt because like maybe you're right. All the characters were at a slower frame rate. So it just seemed like more characters and less background was backdrop. Um, that was the only sequence that kind of gave me a little bit of like, whoa, if the movie's like this, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it too much. But genuinely, that's my only complaint. If that's even a complaint, I don't know. I don't think it is. Uh, with the visual style, everything else is just fantastic. Um, it looks like nothing else. There are sequences that you could not possibly do in any other medium, specifically near the end of this movie. You've not seen action sequences like this, perspectives like this. It's really quite, quite neat. Um, and I can't recommend it higher. It, what's also really enjoyable about this movie, and just because Chad brought this up a little bit too subtly, but I want to kind of highlight it. And that is you can actually bring your kids to this movie. That is very rare because most Marvel movies, you can't do that. They're PG-13 and there's a fair amount of swearing and, uh, you know, very dark themes happening, adult themes happening. And, you know, if you've got kids that are six, seven, eight, nine age, you know, and you're kind of being careful on what they see in media, uh, it can be a little bit difficult, especially when they see all these 
characters that they are supposed to love from toys and um, advertisements that they're seeing on a regular basis. Finally, I mean, they did a really good job marketing this movie because both of my girls wanted to see this movie. I mean, they knew what it was the moment I I said, do you guys want to go see the new Spider-Man movie? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that moment when there's a pig and then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, you guys already know this? And so they've done a great job marketing this movie. Uh, I think it shows in the box office. And for me, it was uh, an enjoyable time with with the kids. And so, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to gush too much on it because I feel like then Daniel is just more empowered. Too late. Um, and uh, all that. Spider-Gwen, um, I really loved that character arc. Uh, I think she was fantastic. Miles Morales, um, Spider-Man, which I don't want to get too much in because I feel like it's spoilery. But, like, just the, the whole conceit of this movie is much better than you even think it is. I would say don't watch the trailer. Don't even listen to it. The trailer, the information that I heard from the trailer that you played to introduce this segment, Chad, I think gives way too much away. I didn't see that trailer. I hadn't heard that audio before I walked into this movie. And if I had, I kind of would have been a little bit bummed. Um, I think this movie is best if you really don't know anything else other than Spider-Man's, you know, cultural impact already if you walk into this movie just knowing that you know hearing with great power comes great responsibility i think you're gonna have a blast in this movie it is it's unlike anything else so go see spider-man into the spider-verse yeah and not to be that guy but i'll just say that all movies are better when you don't know much about the trailer. <laughs> One of the things that I really love about this movie is that in Marvel, we've given Marvel credit for some of this recently with some of their films is that, but this one I think really solidifies the fact that you can have a movie that has great action, serious themes, lots of things happening. Sorry, Cole just came in. Good night, buddy. That's Spider-Man. Yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man. Sorry, guys. My six-year-old just walked in. He's going to bed. It's past his bedtime. Colt, come here. Talk into the microphone. Tell everybody what you thought about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I don't know the rest of the world, but I know some The end. That was so good. (laughs) Great job. Glad you know some of them. All right, go to bed. So anyway, the the main thing that I was going to say is I can't remember a movie and I'm trying not to be too hyperbolic about this film because I need to th- I need to see the game yeah, and think about true, it. It's I don't want to get on the train of it's true. Just the sugary this movie might joy be terrible that I on second viewing. Movie. No way. It's definitely not terrible, but <laughs> this movie I think does a pretty masterful job of two things that I think are really important when you're dealing with this many characters. That most people, I mean, because when you read the description at the beginning, Chris, if I read that description to my wife. Yeah. She may literally jump out of a window. Oh, yeah. Uh, before she would go see it. Oh, yeah. Multiverse and different dimensions and all this stuff. I think this film does a great job of two things. One, making everything understandable for everybody mm-hmm. yeah. and telling a story in a way that is compelling. And as new characters are added, instead of feeling bloated, it actually just fleshes out and informs our, I guess, our primary characters, which. I don't think this is spoilery to say, but one of the Spider-Men and Miles Morales. Number two, this movie has lots of thrilling action. It has some serious stakes. I mean, things happen in this movie where characters are impacted in a significant way that has lasting results. Mm. Yes. And yet, it is a blast. It is super fun 
all the way through. It has heart and emotion and joy. So it's just a lot of fun to watch. And it does, it's extremely difficult to pull that off where all these things are in here and yet you understand what's going on. It's a fun journey to be on and things still have weight and stakes. Particularly, we're talking about the end and we'll get to Mm -hmm. it in spoilers, but almost universally, we have all criticized the big bloated world ending stakes and everything gets bigger and more grandiose. And this film has a version of that, not necessarily world changing stakes, but yeah, multi world changing stakes. Yeah. More than one world changing. Right. Yeah. And yet I found myself not bothered by that in the slightest and that is that was a big change for me because I am almost instantly turned off when we get into the bigger grander scale kind of thing in the last third but this film does some really smart things to keep it focused and granular on our characters and it feels right it feels like it fits in this movie so this even though this is going to get a lot of the for a cartoon it's good I'm going to say for any film yeah it is great, and it does a lot of really smart things that make yeah. it wonderful for kids and even better for adults, I think. I mean, there are Banksy jokes. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. so yeah. many things in the, here that are I, just the, I was awesome. there that, obviously, the animation is, is the, this film's greatest strength, but, but right behind it is the screenplay. The writing here is so, so well done. The story is genuinely very complex but it never feels that way it never feels complicated it's so easy to understand and they take you along the journey every step of the way even adding all these different universes and all these different spider characters it doesn't matter it's never it's never too much um it always feels exactly like chad said it feels right and yeah. uh and it's, yeah i i think i think it is so so well written the choices that they made as far as the characters to include some of them are well known, but most of the well known characters are kind of brushed to the side. Um, you know, you, you've you've seen Green Goblin before in Star and in, in not Star Wars, my gosh, in Spider Man <laughs> movies, and you've seen you know all these other Spider Men you're familiar with, but they don't. You know, they chose a pig Spider Man and a Spider Noir guy and a you know a, an anime style Spider Girl, and it's just wacky and weird and you're like wow they didn't play it safe like it wasn't like they were sitting down and like okay how can we use like a netflix style formula algorithm to to you know make the best possible spider-man to you know check all of the marks and all no they like literally sat that sat and thought what makes the best story what can be a silly gag what can actually move the story forward and that's what they did and they serviced that rather than the algorithm or what they thought would be marketable and it really does show because it it is wacky and weird and strange and honestly just should not work because there's so much it is so much going on on the screen especially in the last 15 minutes of this movie that is it's it's almost overload sensory overload but somehow it works it works well and it is emotional and it has an amazing payoff so what it worked and um i'm shocked it does, and I know we'll unpack it in spoilers, but I do think there's a couple. Th- we, I think thematically, the message of this movie is part of what makes it so powerful, combined with the fact 
that it has, and it's no spoiler to you know to say that Stan Lee has cameos in these mm-hmm. Marvel Marvel films. Yeah. He has such an unbelievably perfect cameo. Yes, where he essentially states the thesis of the movie and the universe that he has helped create. And it is so beautiful in yeah. the moment. And then that theme is revisited, obviously, as we, we get toward the toward the end of the movie. But the thematic resonance of all these Spider-Men and what they represent. Spider-Gwen, her costume is super cool. Oh, man, You know, the great. anime character is super cool. I, Chris, you and I, you know, we play Overwatch. Yes. And my character yes. is Diva. And so I was like, <laughs> whoop, whoop, yep. come on now. Yep. Well, it's so but funny. Anyway. My, my daughter had a hoodie on in this in, in the my youngest had a hoodie on in the the theater and as soon as she saw Gwen with the hoodie on she put hers on you know what I mean like <laughs> she was yeah. all about it yeah. so it, it's, yeah, it's great Cole, my, my son Cole he has he knows about Spider-Man but he hasn't to the best of my knowledge, hasn't really watched a lot of it. And as soon as this sounds like I'm making it up, but it's 100% true. As soon as the credits started to roll, he jumped to his feet and he started fake shooting webs. You know, webs. <laughs> awesome. He was going, you know, and there were kids were clapping. So the yeah. message of this movie is so great. But it's also everything else about it is great. So anyway, I got to calm down. Yeah, no, I, I do this, too. The more <laughs> don't I calm down. About it, don't calm I'm, down. We're gonna go watch it again, and I'm gonna be like, man, I don't know. Was it that good? Is the backlash gonna happen, Daniel? Is it gonna happen? No, oh, it's not. Uh, so let's talk real quick before we dive into spoilers. We can talk about whether or not Spider Verse can win the Oscar. Uh, so obviously, all year long, Incredibles two has kind of been the natural, the the easy winner because it's Pixar and they pretty much win every time and. And nothing else has really come out that would really challenge that. And then Spider-Verse comes along. And it's actually, you know, all the critics groups are giving out their awards right now. And it's actually winning quite a few critics groups. It's even won Best Film. Not Animated Film, but Best Film uh, from from one or two groups that I've seen. So I definitely think it has a shot to, to beat Incredibles 2. I absolutely think it's worthy of beating Incredibles 2, as great as that film is. But the, the funny thing is, uh, we talked about Lego Movie already. That movie was directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And, uh, and this one, uh, Spider-Verse, is written by Phil Lord and produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, Lego Movie was going kind of on a path to win the Oscar a couple of years ago, and then it wasn't even nominated uh, for animated feature. It got totally snubbed. I'm wondering if that could happen again here. Could this just totally not even be nominated? But I, I really don't see that happening. I, I, think, uh, I think it gets nominated, and if it gets nominated, I, th- I think it wins, which would be phenomenal to see a spider-man movie win a win best animated film that would just be mind-blowing so i mean it's sitting at a 97 percent on top critics and a 95 or 96 audience critics so people are loving this movie i mean across the board it's getting huge i I hope you're right i think it's i mean i left incredibles too and we reviewed it yeah and thought that was really good i enjoyed that i left this movie and was just like oh it, I, mean, I mean, this is nothing. So this great. is so totally different from anything we've ever seen. Incredibles is a great movie, but we it, it it's more of what we've seen before, and this is just something totally and unbelievably new. And it that's why it deserves an Oscar. I mean, especially yeah. an animation Oscar. I mean, good grief! This is, animation is ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, ever since Toy Story came out, most animated movies now look like that, right? I mean, that is just mm. the way it is, is looked. The 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 style has remained the same since 
Toy Story. Um, that just set the groundwork, and people have been trying to emulate and that, looks that for so that long. And it looks and great. It looks great. Yeah, but I mean, most yeah. animated features look like that. Right, it, they right. just do. And this, like I said, in when I was talking about, it, this doesn't look like that. This this doesn't try to emulate that. This is something completely different. And I agree with you. That should be rewarded. Wouldn't it be interesting to see Black Panther win Best Picture <laughs> and uh, Into the Spider Verse win Best Animated? I think at that point, I think we're going to agree that that Black Panther will probably be nominated. It will. Right? Yes. Oh. Probably yes. So and which, which of, just those two things in itself. If if even on Oscar night, Black Panther is nominated for many Oscars, including Best Picture, and yeah. then Spider Man wins, or even just nominated. I mean that that's that's a crazy shift, especially from a group that was considering a Best Popular Film Oscar uh, just earlier this year. That that some, and they like got that it anyway. Necessary. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's why it was so stupid to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right, so I think we've gushed over this enough. I really don't think we need to even say this, but would you guys say anything other than go see this in the theaters? Yes, go see it in the theater more than once. (laughs) I concur. I kind of wish I had seen this movie in 3D. I'm just very curious to see what that would look like. Man, that I have sensory overload in 2D. I can't imagine having that stuff pop out. All I mean, I can't even. Yeah. Woo. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and move right now into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to hog to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Guys, they killed Peter Parker. What? So yes. good. Yes, they did. So good. And it, and and let's talk about the fact that that's it's essentially. I don't say it, but that's that's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, which is oh yes. which is pretty amazing. Uh, yes. I love that nod to everything that we know, all the scenes we've seen, and then I they laughed freaking so kill him. hard. I did this and this, and we don't talk about that. Like that so was good. Yeah, it was. It was a great. It was a great sequence. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Definitely Sam Raimi. It was Chris Pine who mm-hmm. uh, was the original or that first Peter Parker, and I, I I didn't know that. I didn't know Chris Pine was in this movie. And as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, Oh, all right, he's Peter Parker. And then he died, and I was like, Oh no. Um, yeah, and they they had originally talked. Uh, with or talked about, about actually having Tobey Maguire come back and voice oh. that version of the character. But <clears throat> I, I, I love the way that early on it's disorienting when Kingpin kills him and then it jumps into this next motif of the character and establishes the way that they're going to explain and introduce all these new characters moving forward. Yeah. I just thought it was so great. And, and the fact that he was really dead yes. was insane. Well, that I was, loved it. What was crazy is that they, they looked the same, right? But they're voiced by different actors. Chris Pine was the first Peter Parker, and then Jake Johnson was Peter B. Parker, which is the one we're with for most of the film. And I thought that was a great way of... You know, dis, you know, distinguishing the two, so that you knew that he was actually dead. We, Peter Parker, the one we were with, 
is gone. This isn't like a replacement for him. And I thought that was a wonderful kind of way of being able, not only to visually, because he looked, you know, had different hair color and all that stuff. Uh, it was a little bit fatter, which was hilarious. Yep. Um, all that was great. Uh, that was absolutely but, great. Yeah. And it was a little bit older and all that stuff and jaded. All that was really just, was really well handed, handled just from an odd, cause, because there's so much here that you could get confused about. And that the fact that there is that lack of confusion just from that artistic choice to have him voiced by different actors, that's kind of kind of brilliant. Yeah, and um, Jake Johnson, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I want to talk about it again. Jake Johnson's voice work here is the standout of the whole film. Um, he 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 really lends so much. He gives the character such life uh, in that he's he's this schlubby dude. He's he's kind of let himself go, and yeah. the really clever writing of of uh, and actually really emotional story about how he and Mary Jane are divorced or separated and his life is just kind of falling apart. And because of the great voice work, you really feel the depth in the character that he really wants. He wants to be better. He knows he should be better. And now he has to, he has to help this Spider-Man miles be better than he is. And so I I just think it's great writing and, uh, and voice work executed really well by Johnson. It is, and this this movie also does a really great job of setups and payoffs. They don't shy away from real world problems. He says she wanted kids, I didn't want kids, and that's yeah. and that's sad. And then at the end, <laughs> when they're having this fight, and the, Miles Miles's character comes on and is doing such a great job in the fight, and and he becomes the proud dad, and he has this moment, and he goes, "That was awesome." Wait a minute. Do I want kids? <laughs> yes. I mean, it was, so it good. was fantastic. So good. And this movie has like 10 of those, 10 yeah. or 15 of those like really funny, funny things. And speaking of, of Miles, the uh, is it Shamik yeah, Moore, Moore did a great, great job as well, making this character believable. And I think one of my favorite and we have seen my goodness, Rocky for me is a mountaintop. Those movies are mountaintop for me. So I am no stranger to the to the training montage <laughs> slash come into your own. But in this movie, when he finally gets up the courage and I love the way that it was set up by, you know, by this, by Peter Parker saying, how do you know when you're ready? You don't. It's a leap of faith. And from that moment in the dorm room where they all leave him and they say, you're just not ready, kid, all the way through to him coming up to join the team at Kingpin is maybe one of my favorite like six or seven minutes in the last several years of, of movies with those kinds of montages of finally coming to find yourself and believe in yourself. That, that was one of those places where unexpectedly I got emotional. I believe in this kid. Yeah. It was so well done yeah. at that moment. And then, of course, it pays off in the fight, which is, you're right, we have not seen anything like that visually. I mean, that was crazy town. Oh, it was nuts. It reminded me a little bit of The Matrix in that, like, you've got just all of a sudden a bus and then a building, and yep. it, none of it is connected. It's all just flying all over the place. And yet somehow you're able to grasp what is happening and you're okay with it. That's what, that's what was just nuts about this, is that they did set it up at the very beginning, so you kind of had a little bit of an idea of the crazy that might happen, but it just, it is... It's unlike anything. It really is. It just completely embraces its comic bookiness, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do like, too, that the fact that you know Peter Parker here is not the Spider-Man 
that my kids are wanting to be like. Now they're seeing themselves in Miles Morales. And honestly, I think Miles is infinitely more interesting. His yeah. his backstory is, you know, it's obviously it's fresh. It's 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 a newer envisioning of of his character that in the comic books, the ultimate Spider-Man line and, and run. I really enjoyed that and I like this character a lot. I and- just think Sorry, I, I think what this what this movie really does, I'm not even sure if this was fully the intention, but uh, I think part of the reason why Tom Holland was cast as Peter Parker, or not Tom Holland, but I guess just they used Peter Parker in the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe instead of Miles Morales, because a lot of people thought they would use Miles Morales instead when, uh, when they brought Spider-Man into the universe. I think they were just yeah. afraid that people don't know that character and yeah. they know Peter yeah. Parker. We've seen him in other movies. And so let's just go with what people know. Right. And this movie right. totally turns that on its head. And in, in a major way, it totally passes. It, it It's a passing of the torch from the character of Peter Parker to the character of Miles Morales. And I couldn't be more excited for that. And, and kind of the idea of Peter Parker as the character is, is definitely more boring now. I just, I think that was, so smart of them to do yeah i'm ready for a sequel my girls were ready for a sequel they they wanted to know what gwen was because at the very end gwen's voice comes over or whatever Mm -hmm. i think they are very interested in the continuing adventures of this and i can i can see this becoming a great franchise The, the only the issue here is is that i think that when they do graduate to watching the marvel movies they're gonna be a little bit bummed that it's not miles right um, yeah. and so i think that is kind of maybe the next step for marvel to begin to hopefully tease that out in a quote-unquote you know live action or maybe not maybe just leave it over here but i just I don't know man this is it this it's I, hard I agree to, with you in principle but i know yeah yeah no, i know a live action version of this would be Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a live action version of it. I think they should keep doing what only can be done in animation here. I fully agree with that. I'm just saying for the last, what was it like five years before Iron Man came out, they really started pushing the idea of Iron Man and the Avengers on both like they came out like the kids uh, version of those on like um, Sunday morning cartoons just to get kids familiar with those characters so that when they were old enough and the movies were coming out that they would be primed and ready for them. I think they're priming them for something completely different here, which is fine. It's just not going to lead in very well to what they're doing in the cinematic universe, which I think is kind of a mess right now. Anyway, I would much rather them even kind of, I'd love to see an animated you know, Marvel MCU. Cause we don't see any other, there aren't any other spider characters. I mean, any other Marvel characters in this, right? This no is mentions. not, this is not an MCU film. This is not a Disney film. This is purely Sony animation. Sony. Yeah. But yeah. Sony owns more than just these characters. You know what I mean? Like they could have, I don't think so. Do they? I, I don't think they, own Oh any yeah. Of... They own all of Spider-Man's rogue. Ga- oh, I mean, they could have, oh, well, yeah. 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 But I mean, I'm just saying that they, they didn't, they didn't do There wasn't a whole lot of like teasing, what we're going to do next, which is, I, which is, I actually loved that because me too. Yeah. No, because I know, I this agree, was I a totally complete story from beginning to end. This was not in, this is not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're watching the setup for a franchise, which is how so many movies feel right. nowadays. That's how all, yeah. all the MCU. And I love the MCU. I'm not saying that I don't like it, but most of their movies feel like okay that's a great movie and now here's the setup for the next thing um, i guess absolutely right and, i guess and, my point is that i like that about this too but i think that from now on it's going to be the other thing because 
it's making so much money it's doing so yeah. well. well maybe well, i'm a little jaded now but the good thing is or, or at least from my opinion uh, i get i'm jaded about that too i hate that films so often nowadays are just trying to set up cinematic universes um not just marvel but other things are trying to have universes and it gets so annoying but this is this is a rare case where uh, not only is it does it not feel like it's setting one up i want the cinematic universe i want a sequel to this film and i also want a spider gwen movie like i want both of those i want the universe yeah. and they yep. can take it in so many different directions and so um for them to make me want a cinematic universe where they didn't even necessarily put one in place is really is really fantastic so i think there are a couple things we should talk about before uh before we get into our rankings one is the stanley cameo and the closing or after credit mm-hmm. sequence so this is stanley's first posthumous cameo and this is, I think he's done at least two or three more that we'll get in the upcoming Marvel Marvel features. But he's the salesman. He says, you know, the costume always fits eventually. And uh, what did you guys think about that specific cameo? I thought it was fantastic. And, and actually, his the first words he says here is something like, I'm going to miss that guy. Something like that. And I, I thought just, just those first words out of his mouth as the first cameo after he's passed away was really, um, I don't know what the word is, but it just was really impactful, um, he, you know, hearing this this guy. He's the one who started this all. He's 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 the reason for all these films that we love and, and for this crazy film that we just saw. Um, and so I thought it was handled really well, even though it was not necessarily intended to be the first posthumous cameo. I thought it was great. So the last thing I wanted to mention was we had talked about the theme. We talked about the underlying theme of anyone can wear the mask. And so one thing that some of our listeners may not know is that Miles Morales' co-creator, uh, one of the co-creators, is is Brian Michael Bendis. And you can find this online. Maybe we can link to it in the show notes as well. But he did a TEDx talk about his work in the comics industry. And one of the most memorable parts of his speech that a lot of people call back to is when he talked about when they were creating Miles Morales that the, they believe that the they believe that Spider-Man is such a beloved character because you cannot see the skin that he's wearing under his costume. Mm. And from that idea sprung the thought that that is the great appeal that, quote, anyone can wear the mask. And I think that the stories of Chris saying that his daughter's putting, putting her hoodie on because she wanted to be Spider-Gwen and my son jumping up at the end and shooting spa- fake webs into the sky, all of those things really testify to the fact that that theme clearly resonates for us as adults, but also children as well. And I, th- I don't think we can undersell the craft that's on display here is certainly top notch, but the heart underneath it all is really why this for me landed as solidly as it did. I totally agree. agree. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Well said. Yeah, I I think this this film and that theme itself shows why representation is so important. And so yeah, I think uh, I think that was really uh, really fantastic theme. Really really moving. I agree with what Chad said earlier that uh, there were some really emotional moments, kind of kind of on the verge of tears there a couple times. I just I think it was really very well written. Well, is there anything else we want to say? We kind of I think heat enough praise on this movie so. if, if you're if you're wondering what we thought of it by now i think you're not listening so yeah no this is great. some spider-man this is so great. well before we get to that i think it's just important okay. that we that we end on a final note of that next time i make a most anticipated list oh, um i think we please go. stop just stop really listen to me just stop you got lucky you got lucky <laughs> 
All right. That's We're all right, Daniel. There's still, there's still plenty of time for you to not win the Oscars pool this year, so it's okay. Oh, that was a low blow. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, so before we go tonight, we're going to rank our Spider-Verse, our personal Spider-Verse, although because we knew that Chris would pull some shenanigans and very likely pick the failed Broadway production of Spider-Man mm. Into the Dark or whatever hey, that yep. thing was. Don't, 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 you know, I'm just saying I may pull the same thing now. Just, just don't, That's true. don't expect since, anything. Since when have the rules ever held you back? I agree. They don't. They don't hold me so, back. We have limited our list of choices to the Sam Raimi trilogy, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, the two amazing Spider-Man films, Spider-Man Homecoming, the most recent feature from Marvel, and now, of course, Sony's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We're going to go around and rank our top seven in order, and so what we're going to do is we'll give our seven all the way up to our number two, and then we'll talk a little bit more about our top two picks where it may diverge a little bit. So, Daniel, let's start with you. What is, uh, what's your worst of the list all the way up to your third best? So the worst is pretty, pretty definitive, and that's Spider-Man 3, that, so that's my number seven. Number six for me is Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then The Amazing Spider-Man, followed by Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's first film, and then Spider-Man Homecoming is my number three. Is that where you want me to stop right there? Number three. Okay, okay. So you think the worst is is Spider-Man 3. Okay. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What is your seven through three? All right. So uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is uh, my next one there. Then Amazing Spider-Man comes in. Spy- I guess Spider-Man and then Homecoming. And there's okay. two more. There's two left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We'll talk about our top two, yeah, a li- little bit more in depth. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. That's okay. correct. So our, our lists are remarkably similar. Uh, I also agree with you, Chris, that it is not definitive that Spider-Man 3 is the worst. In fact, I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is clearly it's the worst. It's awful. <laughs> because Spider-Man 3 still has some cool Raimi moments and flourishes. It gets a lot of, it gets hammered a lot because of the dance scene and other things, but the entirety of Spider-Man 2 is a disaster. So I think that's the worst, number seven. Number six for me is Amazing Spider-Man, also bad. Uh, then Spider-Man 3, then number four, Spider-Man, Raimi's first, followed by number three, we're all in agreement, Spider-Man Homecoming. Our lists are very, very similar. That's all similar. similar. Which means all of us now are going to talk (laughs) about whether Spider-Man 2 is number one or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is number one. So let's go. We might as well just start with our, well, let's just go to our number two pick. So, Daniel, what is the number two pick for you? Uh, Man, honestly... This is really difficult because I it's it's been a while a long while since I saw Spider-Man 2. And so in my mind I built it up quite a lot that it is one of the best superhero films ever made, um, not just Spider-Man. Um, I feel that way about Into the Spider-Verse as well. So now I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and make my number 2 pick as Into the Spider-Verse with Spider-Man 2 being the best Spider-Man film. Uh, just because I don't want to get too hyped, I don't want to. I don't want to praise it, overpraise it, even though it's fantastic. So that's gonna be my number two pick for the second best Spider-Man so movie. So Daniel takes a very measured and mature yes. approach. He's gonna favor what uh, what he believes, as opposed to the recency bias, yes. which makes a lot of sense. So Chris, what about you? Where do you fall on this spectrum? I do that opposite. 
do that <laughs> straight up opposite. No, you know, like, let me just be honest with you because I didn't say this. opposite of mature and measure. Yeah, measure. That's, yes. I agree. Always. <laughs> I agree. Always. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan of all of the um, uh, superheroes. Spider-Man is pretty low on my list. So genuinely, I don't have any kind of affinity in my heart for that character. But I think Spider-Verse came the closest, and I love Miles Morales. So yeah, maybe it is the recency bias, as you say, but I don't care. I think it's fresh. It looks different than all of those other movies. And it is, I think, uh, the most thrilling and exciting and hopefully the most promising for uh, stuff moving forward from that character. So for me, Spider-Man 2 is number two. Number one is Spider-Verse. Awesome. I am. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with Daniel here. Of course, you are. Di- this was a difficult, difficult choice for me because I still think Spider-Man Two holds up. Uh, I still think it's one of the absolute best comic book films ever made. Six months from now, if I watch these movies both again, this may flip. That's yes. how close it is. Yes, I but agree. But for now. Spider-Verse is number two, and Spider-Man 2 is just slightly ahead. So, And I think... I, go ahead. If I, if I was making in my head uh, um, um, a list of all the, the best superhero films ever made, there's no doubt in my mind that both of these films would be on there. And so... Uh, that's what makes this dif- this this decision so hard because I know Spider Verse is absolutely one of the best comic book or superhero films ever made. So I agree exactly what Chad said. In six months, who knows? Because they're both fantastic, fantastic films. Okay, guys. So those are our rankings. Uh, before we go, we have a, a listener, and it's actually someone who's been on the show way, way back at the beginning of the Screeners podcast before your time, Daniel, talking about a company that he founded called IndieBox, which is a great company. His name is James, and he wrote on his Facebook page, and he and I went back and forth a little bit about it, uh, the following six statements about Into the Spider-Verse. And so I just want to read them very quickly and get your guys' reaction to each one, yes or no. We don't have time to, to dig into it. It's just a straight up yes or no. Are you ready? No. Yes. Here we go. We already know the answer to the first one. He says, number one, Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Chris? Yes. Daniel? <sighs> no. <laughs> it's a no, and it's a no from me, but it's very close. Yeah. Number two, Spider-Verse is the best Marvel movie ever made. Now, it's not a Marvel movie, but I'm going to allow it to stand. Chris, Into the Spider-Verse is the best Marvel film ever made. No. And what would you say is? Man, you know, Avengers, I think Mm. um, Avengers is better than this. Um, Iron Man probably comes close. Uh, I I would put this in my top three, though. Yeah. Okay. And Daniel, best Marvel, yes or no? Well, that's confusing. Is Spider-Man Two I'm, is a Marvel movie? Uh, okay, let's let's take current Marvel. Okay, two thousand eight on. Yes, um, Iron Man One and and beyond. Uh, I I'd, I'd probably agree with Chris on on exactly the movies he said. I think Avengers and Iron Man are are probably ahead of this one. Okay, I'm gonna say it is in the top five. Yeah. Marvel films safely, two, safely, yeah, yes. safely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm with you on that absolutely. But All number right. one, no. Yeah, not number one. I agree. James says, number three, it is the best comic book-based movie ever. Well, we'd say no. (laughs) that kind of answers itself because of Avengers. Number four, best soundtrack in a superhero movie ever. Chris, yes or no? No. Absolutely not. Really? Okay. 
Are you in kidding me? In a in superhero a movie? Superhero movie. I mean, you got Spider Man. You've got freaking. Are you, are we talking a score? Or are we talking like m- he music? says soundtrack? So I'm I'm leaning I'm, towards soundtrack, not score. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't really pay attention. I mean, I, I honestly, I th- I know people say, and I know it was not the, one of the better movies, but Batman Forever had a really great quote unquote soundtrack uh, okay. back in the day. I mean, I I don't okay. I don't know that that. I don't Chris know if that's with true. The, Chris with the shout out to to Batman. All right, I'm Daniel? just saying there's a lot there. There's so many years. I don't know. It's hard. hard. I'd have to go back for that. Okay, and Daniel thoughts? Uh, I I loved the soundtrack in this film, but no, just uh, b- this year Black Panther, uh, Kendrick Lamar's album for Black oh, Panther yeah. is absolutely. Oh. It's probably my favorite album of the entire year. So no. Uh, but, but, it, but I think it would be in the top, though. I mean, it, I, I mm-hmm. honestly, I haven't really yeah. looked at the actual soundtrack. Hey, listen, hor- this is no horseshoes or hand grenade situation here. He said the best. Okay, so that's, that's true. What that's it true. Is. All right, yeah, well, we're there. Number then. five. Yeah. It is the best animated movie of 2018. Chris, yes or no? I mean, Smallfoot was so good, guys. Um, <laughs> 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 um, you know, I don't know. I really enjoyed Incredibles too but yeah mm-hmm. i i think i think so i think so what Daniel? am i missing what i i didn't see Ra- so, ralph yet i haven't seen right, ralph yet so yeah so uh, just listing a few incredibles 2 uh ralph breaks the internet isle of dogs those are those are the big ones small foot <laughs> yeah Grinch. i think this is my favorite this is definitely my favorite yes i don't know if you call it the best probably probably yeah and daniel so what do you think Without question, it's the best animated film. It's not. It's not even hard. It, and I loved I Ralph breaks the internet. I loved Incredibles two and Isle of Dogs. And there's not a question. This is the best animated movie of the year. I wholeheartedly agree. I am. It is not even close. At the best by far. I mean, right, Incredibles two is pretty freaking great, guys. Pretty I don't good. disagree. I agree. Not I, pretty. Not good. even. Oh. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I don't think Incredibles 2 is great. I, I, I think it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. this movie is astounding. Okay. I really do. I, I, yeah, I'm right. not, you're not going to argue. Yeah, I can't argue. Go yeah. ahead. So here's his last statement, and then we'll move on to, uh, to close out the show. James says, this is the best movie of 2018, <laughs> period. Chris, do you agree or disagree? Now, listen, we haven't done our best of the year show yet. We'll be doing that in the yeah, next few weeks. Yeah, a little weeks. bit spoilery But, here. uh... I mean, if it's your number one, I, I would hate for you to spoil it. But can you get on the train and entertain the possibility that this could be the best movie of the year? Um, it could it could very well be. I have not done self-reflection right now on my favorite movie of the year. I feel like there are a few, you know, I got Ready Player One in there that I love so mm-hmm. much that is very similar vibes to this, things that I've never seen on screen. So probably will not be my number one in fact i'm almost sure it won't be but i i quite enjoyed it could it would probably be in my top three five at the very least okay. that's high all right daniel same question uh no de- definitively not uh the best movie of the year I, I i'm i'm trying to you know i i have a running list so i i always keep track so i'm i think it it could crack my top 10 but yeah definitely not the best of the year Oh yeah, we've got Mission Impossible Fallout oh, that I love so much. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the best movie of the year, but it's 
It's up there. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and I I think it has a legitimate chance of cracking my top ten for sure. And uh, and that's no small feat. So thanks, James. James loved that movie, obviously, <laughs> and he is not alone. I mean, there are a lot of people that feel the same way about Spider-Man. So no matter what happens, I am anxious to get more from this same creative team because it is absolutely fantastic. Yep. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Well, that wraps up our Spider-Man-themed episode here. Thank you for joining us. We uh, hope you enjoyed all the Spider content. Uh, we ha- want to hear your ranking of the Spider-Man film, so definitely go to our Facebook page and let us know where Spider-Verse ranks for you. Be on the lookout. The next few weeks are crazy for movies. We've got tons of Oscar movies coming out. We've got a bunch of big blockbusters like Mary Poppins and Bumblebee and Aquaman, and so we are going to get reviews for as many of those as we can over the holiday season. So be on the lookout out for all those episodes and we will see you next time and that's a wrap you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time